Crafty Radio, episode 494, Friday, March 22nd, 2019. Why is everybody always picking on me? Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show where we review craft beer, usually. Almost always beer. <laughs> I thought it was the longest running, longest running beer, beer podcast, podcast on the internet. On the, <laughs> the, internet. the, In the universe. <laughs> Where we taste craft beer. One of 670,000. 670,000 podcasts that are on the Apple Podcast Store. 670,000 podcasts on the Apple Store. It's less than a million, so you should be able to listen to all of them. All right. You're talking about the pre-show. There's got to be robots making podcasts out there. Okay. Well, we got a lot of... Dark beers. Yeah, no, this is this is a. I mean, I wanted a show that was like distinct from last week. <laughs> Not a. And you don't have a, I an opener. No, it's found here somewhere. I used to destroy the base. And well, this is while, great radio. While Jeff is looking for the opener, I'm going to talk about this beer. This is from. I have all this beer frost stuff up because we use that to try to cool them down. <laughs> okay, this is from Goose Island, so you may question whether it's a craft beer or not. Right? They don't have the independent label because they are owned by Anheuser Busch. But um, ooh, it smells like weed. I wanted to try it. It's seven percent. It's uh, their next coast IPA. Nugget, Citra, and Mosaic hops. Also, uh, Eureka and 06277, which is one of my favorite numbers. When I open the bottle, oh, there's a, yeah, there's kind of a sulfury dank. It's in the late part of the sniff. When you first start to sniff it, you get more citrusy, a little bit of tropical, but at the end, it gets very weedy, don't you think? Yeah, so here's the malt. Synergy Select, Pilsen, and Carahel. So, Carahel is sort of more of a Hellas mm-hmm. style, so a little bit sweeter uh, than the Pilsen or Pilsener malt. And I'm not sure what Synergy Select is. Yeah, I don't know. But let's first look up 06277. The beer pours a... Mostly gold with just a little bit oh, of Denali. chill haze to it. Okay. Denali hop. We've heard of that before. So it's hazy, but in the old school chill haze kind of way, mm-hmm. not in the muddy mud puddle kind right. of way. Not in the we'll add flour to our beer <laughs> So Synergy Select is a uh, is a style of Pilsen malt. It's a brand. Yeah. Premium high extract. Yeah, the malt smell on after several sniffs, you're able to kind of cut through the boisterous hops on this thing, and you kind of get what seems like a sweet kind of uh, almost like pie crust type of of malt smell. Yeah, there's a little bit of a of a pastry, you know, the puff mm-hmm. pastry thing going on. A little biscuit too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the malts definitely are balanced in this beer. Mm. You get it right up front along with the hops. While the beer had that kind of dank, sulfury fla- or aroma, the flavor is pretty bright, pretty citrusy. There's a lot of pineapple here. Mm-hmm. Um, which, looking at this, it seems like uh, some of that may be coming from Denali, which uh, they call Nuggetzilla. Okay. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is, like, these... You find that in, in, like, Mosaic, I think, was an offshoot of Simcoe, right? So it's it's interesting that these sulfury guys yeah. can lead to more tropical stuff if you yeah. build upon them. You can them. breed them out, right? Yeah. You can... Genetic origin of this hop is 50% Nugget, 25% Zeus, and 25% USDA 1905M, 1905-8M. Another one of our favorite hops. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tasty. It is. Um, it has. It has the. Um, oh, what I like about it is it really uses those tropical flavors. Really gives you that phase three flavors. It doesn't go into the area of New Northeast or New England style mm-hmm. with the mouth with the with the way it's designed, but the mouthfeel is still soft. Yeah. And this does have a building bitterness, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it has a bit of a older school feel of that aspect, right? Because you know, one of the hallmarks of a phase three is like not very apparently bitter. It doesn't leave a lingering bitterness in many cases. You know, like a yeah, no, I, I'm I I don't find much of a lingering bitterness here. Is what I what I'm saying. I I feel like it gives pretty tropical. Okay, um, there is you know some bitterness, but there's not. I don't feel like a weight on my tongue, and I feel yeah, I, I'm getting it, it building. But okay, yeah, a little bit of pine as I'm drinking through it as well. So there's a little bit of that, a little more. Yeah, <clears throat> a little bit of the. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, more sort of deciduous nature uh, is, is coming through. Right. Um, but I like the. You know, you, we don't you really get a. This is a harsher carbonation because of. Because it doesn't have the the mouthfeel of the New England style, but that works here, and mm-hmm. um, I like it a lot. It's well, it's well crafted. Whether you want to call it a craft beer or not, yeah, no, it's it's a well put together beer for sure. It's good drinker. It's good IPA. That's the Goose Island next coast. Hmm. They call it a gently bitter linker, and I think that. Okay, I, I, I... yeah, they get to pay, they can pay for the best marketing speech. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say like, in the old classification, I would call it gently, right? In mm-hmm. the newer classifications, where mo- a lot of IPs aren't nearly this bitter, yeah, that it's it goes from gently to moderate. You know, so you can think of this then, perhaps. Here, here's my out there suggestion uh for the people who really dislike new england ipas this could be a bridge <laughs> between you know the west coast and and new england flavor wise at least hmm. where to go next let's go with the jolly pumpkin okay that works so I saw this on the shelf. It looked like a new bottle. The date says 2016. 
But it is Bam Noir. It is so Bam Noir. Not too worried about. It's a it's a beer that has you know, been aged anyway. Um, usually, I mean, I would think it usually is aged what three months or something like that, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure. The Jolly Pumpkins in Michigan, Dexter, Michigan. Uh, at one time, I, I would have called Jolly Pumpkin one of my favorite breweries. Haven't had them in a haven't had haven't been blown away by something from them in a long time. Mm. Uh, but I still remember hmm. those. So, Bam, thinking I, I always thought like the, all the. The Bams were saisons, right? Is that what this? This is, is a sour farmhouse. Sour farmhouse. So uh, maybe I always had I had a different imper- impression on, you know, Bam. Like, uh, <clears throat> was there was Bam beer? There's Bam beer, and then there was uh, a couple other ones. There was that hoppy one, but you know, I smelled this one, and this one has more of kind of a. Something in the area of a Flanders type smell. Yeah, I agree. Right, so this one pours kind of cola colored with a very tight, fine head. So this time in oak is yeah, two months. So this is this is an older beer, but it seems like yeah. it was handled well. Uh twenty four IBU hopped with cascade and crystal. Grains are uh, Pilsner malt, pale malt, wheat malt, black malt, flaked barley, and crystal seventy five. So they put a number on the malt bill here. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, right when you were saying wheat, that's kind of what I was focusing on, on the aroma. There was kind of something that was a little estery on the nose. And it was kind of playing with the... I mean, the yeast is doing a number here too, right? So... Well, like banana estery, I guess, okay. is well, what I was noticing. There's, there's like... Plums and uh, also peaches in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tartness seems like it's gonna be kind of light to medium, more like a, a minerally type sour to it. Yeah, not expecting to be blown away, but I'm expecting it to be pretty apparent. Less strong than I thought. There's a little bit of a um, rindy cheese note I got, yeah. too. Yeah, that's a good way to call it. Yeah, I was thinking, like, minerally. But, yeah, like a hard, like, rind. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Gorgonzola, almost. Yeah, something that's... Um, yeah, one of those, like, tart cheeses yeah. with, a, with a kind of a hard rind to it. That kind of explains the um, kind of sour there. It's similar tartness. Greg brought these from the store. They were not chilled, so we dumped them in some ice. And this one's a little on the cold side right now. So, <laughs> so it's not quite as expressive as it could be. Yeah. Um, let's see. Bam is the name of their dog. Jack Russell. <clears throat> Yeah, this one has kind of a, a cherry thing, like uh, tart cherries. It's kind of like the flavor that leads into the sour. Then the malts that are kind of fronting the beer. 
Remember that the beer last week that had like the sweet tart thing. Mm-hmm. Here right. I can taste some of that flavor, but it's it's muted and it's it's used in concordance with other flavors. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm feeling it more more I'm more in tune with that instead of it just sort of blasting. Yeah, it's not like a citric acid really. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like a tangy cheese, you know, that kind of flavor. It's a little bit of strawberry. Oh yeah. And 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 some some grapes. Um in and, and the, the weird thing is there's even some a little bit of like pineapple juice coming through, not from the hopping at all, just from mm-hmm. uh what the yeast has done to, to the beer. Or yeah. the bugs. Now you're really you're dialed in right now. Those last three calls, I I'm, I'm with you. I just hadn't got to those words yet, but they're, <laughs> you're spot on. I agree 100. percent Tasty. A little bit of a pithy orange note. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is interesting. This is one of the better BM beers I think that I've had. So find your 2016 BM Noirs. This was just purchased tonight, not not in Jeff's cellar. Right, for yeah. Three this years. this is uh, this is a pretty decent place that is right near me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is expensive, so thank you everybody for donating, but or not donating for for using the Amazon, yeah, Amazon link. But um, I can get some good stuff there. So when we're low on supplies, yeah. <laughs> Kids are home. They were watching a movie down at the neighbor's house. I'll close the door. <laughs> Did he say FBI when he ran in the door? Is that what he was saying? I think so. Not many FBI uh, <laughs> agents sound quite like that. But... That's funny. <laughs> we send in the nine year old first. <laughs> The battering ram. <laughs> All right, let's do this okay. uh, strawberry cream sickle. This is something that I was looking for a beer to round out the, the stuff that I had picked up. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I thought about our first um, Great American Beer Fest together, where we went to the shorts table and they had a they strawberry had, shorts cake. They had. All like pie and dessert themed yeah. things. I remember they had a key lime pie and a strawberry shorts cake. And I remember thinking, you know, for fruited beer or like, well, for the strawberry shorts cake, what mm-hmm. was impressive was it didn't taste like a strawberry beer, it tasted like strawberry shortcake. Yeah. So with that in mind, I saw that and I was like, okay, well, let's see how this does. Strawberry Cream Pop, formerly known as Strawberry Creamsicle. A double dry hop DIPA New England style with toasted marshmallows, Madagascar, vanilla bean, and lots of strawberries. Mm, of course. From Decadent. Decadent is in New York. Pours... 8.6% alcohol by volume. Pours like your typical hazy, except with one notable difference. It has a huge head. Mm-hmm. 
Like a big head that stays. Well, that definitely smells like strawberries and cream, doesn't it? Mm, yes, and there's something else in there. It's a little infected. You think so? It is. It was under tight pressure when I opened it. And there's some phenols in there. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yep, for sure. Hmm. Okay, well this was... Says... Ow. Ow. Sorry. Uh, Says June 29th. Really? (laughs) I thought that said 2019. I thought that was a... (laughs) Okay. It's an old IPA. This is an old one. Well... We'll see. Tastes like burning. <laughs> it's um, so carbonated. It just zings. Yeah. It still has the strawberry flavor. Mm-hmm. It still has a creamsicle thing. Look at that. That's why it has so much head. Look how the yeah. can was ready to explode. I'm surprised the seams didn't pop on the top. Um, okay, so my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to taste it again once the head goes but down. But weirdly, like there's, I get what they're going for, and I think that fresh, it this didn't have eight months on it. Yeah, there's a kind of household. I mean, because of the infection, the strawberry plays into like this whole household cleaner thing. Mm-hmm. But there's something there, right? I'm not. I don't know what's there, but. It's in the dump bucket now. (laughs) Well, we can't judge that. We'll pull something from the cellar. Uh, All right. So much for strawberry creamsicle. Now, I'll I'll take this back and I'll just say it was infected. Yeah, absolutely. It's eight bucks, right? I mean... Let's do the other gimmicky food beer. Yeah. So this is from Southern Tier. This is part of their Blackwater series. Samoa This. A dessert beer um, with pink Himalayan sea salt. And they describe the notes. Uh, Chocolate, coconut, and caramel. (laughs) 10% alcohol by volume. This is a Heather beer. Yeah, so, so actually, I mean, it's, it's, Heather it's a, has graduated, right? So she might think something like this is too sweet. She said she tasted it. It has mm-hmm. a thousand beers yeah. in it, so it was too sweet. So she has definitely graduated. That oh definitely smells. <laughs> yeah, so, so Southern Tier from way back when made a beer called Chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it was this intensely chocolatey imperial stout. It was pretty good. It was on the sweet side, but it wasn't too sweet. And then they did a couple variations on that, one of them being creme brulee, and another one being, I can't think of the other one, but creme brulee was just so sweet, and this seems like it's going to be Now, in this beer's similar. defense, they call it a dessert beer, so they don't want you to just chug it. Mm-hmm. They, It's not in a big bottle like the creme brulee, right? It's just in a 12-ouncer. Yeah. Well, they probably, uh, have, I mean, these days, they probably put most of them in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we... 
instead of taking it for this should be a luscious imperial stout, if we think of it as this is mm-hmm. a sweet dessert beer meant to accompany something sweet. No, I mean, let's look at it on, 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 sure, on that mean, lens at least. Give it, give it no, that much. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And it has a lovely coconut. You, the, the way the coconut is applied is a. I can't even talk. The chocolate, the coconut, play together very well. Mm. The beer. If you're drinking twelve ounces, it might be an cloying sweet mess. But if you're just using it as kind of an aperitif or digestive or something like that, it it's good beer. I it's, think it works, yeah. right? It, it's it's sweet, but it knows what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of tastes like uh, like one of those really sweet candies, like a coconut candy in, in a in a in a good chocolate box. Well, the idea is to make it taste like mm-hmm. a Girl Scout cookie, right? I mean, that's what's named after. So, yeah, that that's true. And now that I think about it, it does kind of have it taste like a Samoa. Yeah, I mean, it, it would probably go very well with a Samoa. <laughs> that's the coconut one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a peanut butter one that I also like, but Tagalong, Tagalong. Thank you. Yep. I don't have any Samoas. Heather bought a couple boxes of Girl Scout cookies, but not no Samoas this year. So, um, I'll tell you my thing. My my thing against Girl Scout cookies. It's not enough of them. <laughs> you pay a lot for a real little amount of cookie, but it supports the Girl Scouts. Yeah, but I mean, just give me double the amount of cookies in in, in a larger box for twice the price, and I'd pay for it. Buy two boxes. That just it there's something. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the Thin Mints. <laughs> There's like 40 in a box. <clears throat> See, it, 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 this... it is wasteful how they package mm-hmm. those things. Yes, for yes. sure. Um, what, was... I... what I can say about this, <laughs> this beer... Is that I understand what it's trying to do, and I think it does its job well. I think it would get it, it start. It's already starting to get old, right? It, it gets is. old quick. It's, it's. I've already lost the 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 first punch, chocolate, caramel, mm-hmm. coconut, and now I'm getting something that's kind of. Hmm, I don't know what it, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's starting to like lose its tune. Right, it's going flat, mm-hmm. like tonal wise, not not carbonation wise, and it's just kind of like it doesn't hit that sweet spot anymore. Yeah, I mean, it the 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 indulgence factor goes away <coughs> goes away a bit, and it starts to feel. Uh, I think it's the coconut. Coconut's getting a little over prevalent, at least how it hits your palate after a few sips. And it seems more. You, you have a point. Um, it, you know, I think that there, there's a. In order for this to work, they have to put some bitterness in there, and there's a interesting sort of lingering bitterness that's going yeah. on, and that is kind of affecting the rest of the flavor. Yeah, that, that's it. The hops are building on it, mm-hmm. and it. You know, hops really don't have much of a place in a Samoa beer, right? You're right. It's the hops. It's not the coconuts. The hops starting to build. It's it's worth a try. Yeah, but you know, take make your, sure you have a xylus or something, or take your twelve ounce bottle and split it four to six ways. Mm-hmm. 
It's that kind of beer. Yeah. If you have two ounces of this and you give it to six people, or each two ounces each, that's the the craft beer radio recommended serving size. <laughs> and of course they can't sell two ounce bottles of this. So Yeah, you could xylus it and save it for a second session or whatnot. But it'll last. I think yeah. Oh absolutely. I, I think that the a better option would be to, you know, just split this with four to six friends. Just have a taste of yeah. this beer. Some people will love it. Some people will drink the whole thing. But Alright, so the next beer, another big strong Imperial Stout. This one is from Prairie and Evil Twin. This one I saw on the shelf. Uh, about a month ago, I was like, well, I got to get that at some point. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, this is a kind of a blend of a Prairie's Bomb and Evil Twins' Even yep. More Jesus, which are two amazing beers. What's, this, what, what's the title on this guy? This is called a Bible Belt. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, you listen to the ingredients, an Imperial Stout... <laughs> With coffee, vanilla, chilies, and cacao nibs. So it's... That chili comes through immediately on the aroma. Bomb from Prairie has the chili. But you can just say... I mean, it just seems like it's the two breweries, like, you know, namesake stouts. Real green Serrano. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Coffee's in there too. Coffee kind of gives you a bit of like a berry note or something like that. The Imperial Stout is coming through. It's it's reminiscent to me of, you know, like the Evil Twin kind of stouts where you're getting a roasty bit of chocolatey, but a little bit more of that traditional like ashiness or something like in, in there. It's, this aroma it has a lot of sides to it that I'm exploring. I wouldn't say I'm like being lifted off the chair by it. Mm-hmm. I'm more in, intrigued by it. So there's, you know, there's been some beers that just, oh wow, I just want to smell that aroma forever. I'm just sort of exploring the nooks and crannies and finding what's out there. But let's give it a sip. Moving on to the flavor for me, it has this kind of woody tone to it. There is the Imperial Stout is is kind of it's more prevalent like the the with all these adjuncts added to it for me on that first sip I was getting like the roast malt like the black patent and the chocolate malts and kind of straight up Imperial Stout at the front and it has kind of a smoky woody type character to it and then it kind of flows into that spice, the spice on the flavor for me is, is super low. Like, just a, two steps above detectable, really. So it's more in the aroma than the flavor. And The, the spice comes in at the end as it's lingering, especially if you like put it around your gums. Okay. Uh, you'll get a sort of lingering kind of... Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't last super long, but, I'm, but I do feel around the very sensitive parts of my mouth. Mm-hmm lingering bite but then yeah the, the the flavor of the pepper is really not very strong here at all mm-hmm. it's it's more the coffee and the, the cacao really mm-hmm. yeah 
Because it's 13%, by What's the way. What's the age on this guy? Do we have a date? Yeah, the, it was... Um, I saw the date on there. Because, I don't know, I, I, it seems to me like it might be a little oxidized. Oh, is it right there? Yeah. Um, Two twenty nine, February 29th. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, today, did this year have a 29th? No, it no, didn't. it didn't. When was the last leap year? When was the last year? Or was it? It last leap year would have been sixteen. It's presidential election years. This is not that old. This is new. I've seen it around for a few years. You think it's that old? <laughs> You got in your DeLorean, man. No, I mean, there's there's other 19s on here. I don't think it's that old. Okay. All right. The more I drink it, the more it seems like there might be some oxidation in it, but it could be the coffee. This is, I mean, this would last anyway. Yeah. I mean, it could be, unless it was stored, you know, in the hot for right. three years. So, like, this guy, the Samoa, was December 18th of 2018, which is, mm-hmm. you know, plenty early enough yeah, for this beer. For beer yeah. um, the Goose Island, that I checked was the date on it. it, was very fresh, yeah, it's a drink by June 17th of 2019. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, you don't have to justify your purchases. I just want to say, I looked at them, mm-hmm. and... Everything seemed on the up and up, except for, of course, the the Jolly Pumpkin, but I was like, well... Well, let me go grab another beer out of the cellar. Right, and and while you do that... Yes, go ahead. Do so. Let me give you some volume. Whoops! (laughs) I didn't intend for that to still get going on, but... Sorry, everybody. All right, let me get the actual song that I wanted to play. It's a different song this time. Uh... We can get a whole bunch of beers uh, thanks to you. You've been very awesome about it by supporting us in what we hope is the easiest way possible, which is by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon whenever you want to buy something. That way you don't have to go and donate to us. You don't have to set up a Patreon or anything like that. You just, when you remember it, hopefully you remember it. Hopefully we pound this into your heads. You remember it often, but... When you go to Amazon, instead of going directly to Amazon.com, just go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. It'll then take you right to Amazon.com. You can buy what you want, and we get a small percentage, which we can then spend on beers and, and equipment and all the fun stuff. Because we put it right back into the show. We do. Yes, absolutely. And taxes. It goes to taxes. Uh, yes. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the, nature, that's the nature of the beast. So we say you we get six and a half percent, but we really only get like four <laughs> percent. So spend more. Yes. All right. So I just grabbed a beer from Ale Smith out of the cellar. I have no idea when we got this one, um, but it's a 2016 vintage. So we got it after 2016 of their private stock ale. Hmm. Hmm. Let me look up the data on this guy. Uh, 
<clears throat> so private stock ale originally brewed in 2015 is uh the first in their annual decadence series the page is not found <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp, womp. there's a bunch on the back here why don't you take a gander at that so let me look at uh the beer advocate site for this private stock ale. They call it an English old ale style. 11% alcohol by volume. There's even some high alcohol beers today. That's all I got. On the back. Oh, okay. Originally beer in 2005 is Ale Smith Old Ale. Decadence. Old World England. Savor it now or age for 20 years or more. Damn it. Way later. Yeah, well, sorry. It was a bit oxidized by then. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is part of your private stock. All right. So this beer pours like you would expect a barley wine or an old ale to pour. It is actually has a nice red hue to it. It's fairly dark. You have to hold it up to the light to kind of see through it. The head vanished to a ring around the edge rather quickly. The aroma getting toffee, a little boozy, probably a little bit of like sherry type oxidation yep. or something. Yep. But you know, we also like that in old ales and this is it it tends to go very well with old ales. Yes. Yeah, the sherry note is really the biggest thing. It was kind of the sweet liqueur type yes. thing in the aroma. Almost like a... Almost like a, a vermouthy, a, a dark vermouthy thing. It's very rich and velvety in terms of texture. It is. Nice mouthfeel. Has... Big malt, the the oxidation kind of gives you those sherry, cherry type notes. Cuts a little of the flavor away, though. Like, I feel like this this had more probably going on, and some of the, the oxidation is cutting a little bit of that out. Could be. It doesn't feel, it's not very chewy, right? Mm. It's, it's kind of neutral to aqueous. So I think you pulled it out at the right time, despite what they say. Mm -hmm. on the... Yeah. Yes, it's, that's the that's the disappointing thing is I feel like I'm missing some of the complexity that that might be there yeah. because of the oxidation. Yeah, you know, it's it could be a balancing act, right? Because this beer could be too boozy, too mm -hmm. too hot. That's true. It's fresh. Right? It hides its eleven percent very well. It does, and. You know, it's it's an old ale, not a barley wine. So maybe, you know, expecting, like, bread pudding levels of chewiness is not really appropriate, right? I expect old ales to be very flavorful mm -hmm. and full. I don't expect them to be barley wines, but I do expect them to be full-flavored. Right. And this feels right. like it's not hitting that mark. Right. Right. 
I mean, I want something in between this and the Samoa, right? <laughs> I don't want something to be <laughs> overloading me with flavor. Yeah, no. And yeah, I want yeah. something to be providing me with, with some stuff wrong. behind. Like, it feels like this gets to a point and then sort of drops off. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I think it could be more satisfying. Mm-hmm. But there's... Nothing wrong, really. It, no. It's, it's well put together. I mean, more flavor would be better. Yeah. But the flavors that are in there, you're getting some great dark fruits, prunes, raisins, things like that. You're getting the sherry oxidation. Yeah, a little more body might have helped. Yeah. I mean, among the beers that we're rating, we're not rating the decadence. Mm-hmm. Any of these would have won last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> You are right. Strawberry infected sickle. Hmm. Honestly, I think there was something there. I think it would have been a good beer had it been fresh. Yeah, I, I think that it probably would have been. I think that there was there was something that that milkshake IPA or no, I'm not a huge fan of them, but it felt like it was doing. There was something right there. As I'm wrapping up this uh, private reserve from Alesmith, the 2016 vintage, the uh, the malts are really starting to come out for me a little bit more. Like then, it's not as aqueous. I'm getting a little more of the toffee. It's it's not it's still not to where where we want it right, to be, yeah. but it is opening up a little bit more, and I'm getting a little more satisfaction out of kind of the the rich caramelized malts that are in this beer. You couldn't cook with this. You wouldn't get enough flavor out of it. You reduce it down. I think you get some good flavor. I, I don't think so. I don't think it would it would give you enough. I think you you just get kind of bitter. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the peril of cooking with beer. Is it's yeah. gonna it's going to uh, concentrate the bitterness first. I'm not sure how much hot bitterness is actually hitting me right now. I think it's, you know, a combination of I feel oxidation. It. It's a little bit, and the booziness mm-hmm. is kind of giving it some some tartness or, you know. Some weight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel the bitterness lingering a bit, which I, which works. I, it, it's not a bad bitterness, and it works for, the, always, for what's here. You could always balance that reduction with some sugar or something like that, right? You can... Right, or, or, you know, and, and cut it with some salt and cut the bitterness that mm-hmm. way. There, there's, there's a couple things you can do, but I'm just not, I'm not getting a specific, like, I'm not getting a, an idea. I'm not getting a, a, a chord from this beer, right? It, it's it's muddled. The the flavor I'm getting is, is decent and it's fine, but I'm not, I'm not getting a coherent message mm-hmm. from this. I mean, other than obvious things of reducing it to a syrup for desserts. I'm thinking Brussels sprouts. I'm thinking about like steaming Brussels sprouts and like with this. But then, I mean, the sulfur is going to overtake almost anything in the Brussels sprout. And all you'd really get are expressions of the melanoidins from the, from roasted sprouts yeah maybe maybe maybe, slightly accentuated but yeah maybe that's too similar that you're not going to notice the differences but i'm just thinking of you know yeah instead of steaming it with water steaming it with this could be interesting we should try it (laughs) 
I'm going to have some left over. I wish I had some Brussels sprouts upstairs. I'll save it for next week. It's one of the things, yeah. And we'll do some Brussels sprouts with it. I would, I mean, I would be interested in trying it. It's one of those things that I, I feel... I, I, I feel less than enthused. Like, I feel like I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. I wish it was better. Mm-hmm. But it's not. All right. Rankin time. Rankin? Rankin. Rankin? It's not like the the decadent, which was Rankin. <laughs> What's that? It was rank. Oh, the decadent. Rankin. Okay, so my least favorite beer, aside from the spoiled beer. Dun, dun, dun. Was Seriously? Probably no, 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 I'm not okay. I've, I've, no, no, that, that was... wasn't. I, I'm just thinking. Um, it's probably the salesmith. I, I think it's some neat stuff going on to it, but it it definitely didn't bloom in the cellar. Right. I seem to recall we had this before, and we're kind of like lukewarm against it as well. It's kind I of my, check, but yeah. I mean, when I pulled it out of the cellar before we even tasted it, I had that gut mm. feeling. So we may have had this one before. Um, and then in wow, am I actually going to do that? I think I'm actually going to do that. I think I'm going to put the Prairie Evil Twin, the Bible Belt, in fourth place. I think the reason I'm doing that is because I'm pretty sure it was older and the oxidation was kind of bumming me out. The coffee wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put the Southern Tier in third place. Before, you know, at the right tasting size of about two ounces, that's a hell of a beer. Once you got beyond that, it got a little I mean, worn out. If, if you get what it's going for and you appreciate it on that level. Yeah. Right. I'm going to put the Bam Noir in second place. I uh, think the three years on that beer did it some pretty nice service. And that was an interesting and, and pretty well put together barrel-aged, sour, kind of in the realm of a Flanders, but... A little more rindy, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't quite mm-hmm. as, as straight up, you know, sweet tart. And the Goose Island's going to take the night to me. That was um, a good IPA. It had some really interesting flavors of tropical and citrus. It had some throwback bitterness to it and a little bit of piney in there. The aroma, when you first pop the cap, it smells <laughs> like a, it smelled like 420, man. It, it was dank and... Um, it really had a lot of nuance to it. It was a good IPA. Um, I was going to say something a little bit different, uh, but your talk you into it. Yeah, you talked me into it. I, I, uh, I was going to put the Jolly Pumpkin lower, but I think you're right about what what the the Prairie and Evil Twin did didn't live by not living up to mm-hmm. its sort of expectations, mm-hmm. and um, and the Southern Tier overall was better. Than the the Prairie Evil Twin be just because it knew what it was doing and it, it nailed it. It executed with its goal for yeah. sure, and 
before we got sick of it, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't complex. No. But it was good. No, it, 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 uh, it, it was... It was very exacting in what it was doing, but but mm-hmm. it did it well, yeah. and that deserves you know props. But yeah, and then I think about the the uh, I, I, I think of Prairie Bomb. I think of all the evil twin Jesuses that I've had, and mm. this was the worst of all those put together. Mm. Took a I nice think, big sip of this private stock on. That was nice. I think I've had this beer. I think I've had Bible Belt before. Take and a big sip of this. Take a big sip of Alesmith. Yeah. Like a big, like a chug like of a one ounce. Like a one ounce gulp. Like a, a mm. whole gulp of one ounce. All right. Like that much. That's like two ounces, right? So, oh, that's not two ounces. Mm. Maybe it is. Yeah, that looks know. like two ounces. Take like half of that in one gulp. Yeah. And I think that it comes better that way. You get more. That'll get you fucked up fast. Yes, but in, if you drink it that way, like in, in, you know, we're we're approaching it, you know, as you probably should with a eleven percent beer, sipping it. But mm-hmm. I think you needed the. I just sort of downed the last ounce I had, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. There's there's the expressiveness that was missing. But uh, still, that should be in the little sip, right? I should have that in the yeah. little sip and yeah. not. Oh my god, take... if you have to take draws like that yeah. to appreciate this beer, mm-hmm. you're going to get wrecked. So, I'm with you. Uh, Alesmith, Prairie, Southern Tier, Jolly Pumpkin, Goose Island. Alright, awesome! Awesome! Where were we on Charlie Brown? Thanks everyone for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. Email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com Shows released on the Creative Commons license. Visit craftyradio.com for more information. And uh, this is the Coasters with Charlie Brown. You never heard of Yakety Yak. Don't talk back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same song, isn't it? I mean, it's the same idea. Yeah, it's doo-wop. Yeah. All right, thanks everybody. 